Welcome to Behind the Fence, a raw podcast about the American jail and prison system from the perspective of two brothers who have been behind the fence firsthand and two chicks, that's us, who binge way too much reality television. Today, we'll be exploring the world of currency and the strategies inmates develop to barter or trade to maintain status and ultimately survive. I'm Phoenix, one of your hosts and super fan of the show 60 Days In. Meet our co-hosts, my reality TV partner in crime, Charlotte. Hey. And the loved Johnston brothers, David. Hey. And Johnny. So in our last episode, we spoke in depth about the booking process, both in prison and in jail. Johnny mentioned a drug withdrawal in intake that led to a potential death. David told us about an inmate who stuck drugs in his belly button and didn't get caught. Now we're here to discuss how those drugs and or contraband are being utilized as currency. So what are the most commonly smuggled drugs brought in through intake? Well, from my experience, actually, the, the most amount of drugs or the, the majority of the drugs that are smuggled in aren't through intake necessarily. Um, for county jail, they are like usually it's whatever you get arrested with. You kind of just sneak in with you if at all possible. But when you're in prison and you're at a yard where it's a lower level facility, there's not fences around us. And we would get drops brought in and we would get bags, duffel bags full of all types of contraband, whether it's cell phones or tattoo ink and tattoo guns or um, alcohol. We'd have big ass li- uh, handles of booze, um, drugs, spice, pounds of tobacco, like everything. I feel like Anything you have you to be imagine. dumb so. as a guard to not notice a duffel bag of shit coming through. So how, yeah, how do you hide that? that in? Well, you're on you're in a pretty it depends on the camp like all the camps are laid out differently but there's only two guards working at it and keep in mind too and they're they're monitoring a hundred a hundred people and after they do their counts they're chilling in the office like they're not really doing a whole lot and so we can have people keep in point on the co's we got walkie talkies or cell phones relaying messages and you have one person just take off and they go run a quarter mile or half mile to the drop spot, pick it up, bring it back. And it's in, it's normally in like a garbage yeah. bag or something. It's not always in a duffel bag, but they distribute the stuff. There's places where you can hide stuff, bury stuff, and you get rid of all the stuff that would give it away. And, and part of it too it. is I met someone who, you know, when you're in prison, sometimes the guards are even in on it. You know, I, I know someone who made thousands of dollars every year selling tobacco that a guard would sneak in for him. So, Yeah, that's a lot less likely, but it does happen. But in tobacco is a weird one because none of the guards care because 20 years ago, you, they were giving you tobacco when you got there. Like upon arrival, they were giving people a pouch of tobacco and then they banned smoking in federal facilities or around federal facilities. And that made it illegal to smoke in the jails and prisons. And so you got these old convicts who are used to smoking the whole time and they'll st- we were still smoking the whole time. And anytime the CEOs would catch you. Sometimes they'll say, give me a cigarette, like you owe them a cigarette, or they'll make you do cleanup duty and you got to sweep up some of the cigarette butts or whatever. But it's a real petty thing to get caught with because it used to be interesting. The so normal. they got you addicted to cigarettes just to take them away from you. That's in, I find that mm, that's like a whole different topic. No, I know, but I mean, it trickles down. Interesting. By the way, on the topic of tattooing, because I just got to plug myself. Okay. 
this weekend, I got to start tattooing off of these tattoo guns. And I figured I could give you guys your next tattoo. Um, I'm down. <laughs> everyone's like, one person. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll I'll have David be my uh, what's the little canary in the cave? And- <laughs> he comes oh, back without his staff and the cave safe. We need to go. Well, yeah. okay. So Johnny, you you yeah. spoke about how the duffel bag like came down right and how it gets dispersed, which I think is extremely fascinating because. Like, you hide them, you bury them, you do whatever you need to do. Were there any cases, well, number one, do you have to protect the things that you hide in fear that other inmates might take it as currency? Not really. Uh, Stealing is something that doesn't really happen at all in any of the facilities or yards that I've been at. Like, it's just a big no-no. Like, people don't steal other people's stuff when you're in jail or prison like and if you get caught like you're you're done i know you're gonna be gone quick so it's not really that you're more worried about the correction officers finding it because like i said in fire camp you have about 10 cops on staff like at each facility so you get to know them and you're at a small camp and you're working hard every day so these guys respect you and they're not like they're not trying to bust you necessarily like some of them know you got phones and stuff and they're just kind of they'll look the other way type of thing as long as you're working hard and showing up where you need to on time with your stuff tucked in and just making them look good and doing what you're supposed to do. They kind of let you get away with the little stuff. Now, if you're running around and getting spun out and getting high all the time, like, yeah, they're going to be on you and try to get rid of you. But there's like, you kind of, kind of just got to feel what officers you do, like you are chill with and can get away with certain things. And other ones where you just got to have everything just tied down, everything hidden, put away, whatever. Cause if the other cops are on duty and they'll catch you slipping, they'll just randomly pat you down. I've seen people get caught with drugs, cell phones, all kinds of stuff. So, okay. Wait, I have a question depends. going back to, cause you said that they were smuggled in like via duffel bag or when you get arrested, you hide it and get it in that way. How does that right. work? So like, if you get arrested, isn't it yeah. kind of usually like a surprise sometimes? Like it's not like you know you're gone. Sure. Like, I've had times where, you know, you get pulled over and you know, you're going to jail and I have buddies like, yeah, I just got pulled over and they had, you know, a dub of weed and some pills or whatever. And they'll just put it all in something, some cellophane or something and sneak it in. Usually they'll just cheek it because Santa Cruz was pretty lax. You could get stuff in without having to like go all the way with it. But um, yeah, that's definitely the biggest way for county jail. Like anytime someone would come in, we'd walk up to him first thing. Like, Hey, did you bring anything? And it was probably like a one in five chance that they do. Every and two, part of it is, you know, depending on the location you're at, like in Ventura County Jail, all the visits are through the glass over a phone. But when I was in the minimum security jail in Santa Cruz, um, you have contact visits where, you know, you're sitting at a picnic bench with your family who brings in food. And then they do, they'll pat you down on the way back to the unit after. But a lot of people got in, you know, pouches of tobacco and anything they wanted because it's, you know, there's so many people out there. Yeah. It was yeah. always a party at, the, at yeah. the farm on Sundays. It was a party, dude, where you were at. I was there for a couple months and you had contact visits. So it was yeah. literally people were coming back with everything. And there was also, you know, where I was at people on work furlough. So like me, I got to go to school four days a week and come back and. You know, so there's people getting access to the outside world, outside people. You're going to find ways to get it back in. Interesting. So the last yeah, the last episode we talked about booking, right? And then this episode, we're kind of going into to currency. 
<clears throat> so my thought process is, hey, we're in survival mode right now. If I'm in here and I've never been a jail and or prison, um, what am I going to do? Like, what is the highest value? What is the lowest value? How do I strategize? And who do I need to become friends with? You know, what do I need to do in order for me not to just rely on, like, my bank, right? Basically, how much money I have in order to buy things yeah. for, you know, Top Ramen or whatever. What do you do? Right. I mean, from my experience, the best thing you can do is just be yourself and be become friends with the people that you're around. Because if they want to be around you, as soon as something comes in, like, it's like just being with your buds and like, all right, who do I want to get high with? Like, who do I want to bring into my circle? And it's the people that they enjoy spending time with. So if you don't have a way to buy the drugs or try, or if you're not the one bringing it in and getting the money off of it, the best thing you can do is become friends with the people okay, who are Okay, I'm going to rephrase reaction. this because this is very kumbaya, Johnny, and I'm going to bring just – call you out on it um what about i don't want to be you know what it's like real life i don't want to be like happy and and hanging out with friends i want to be kingpin i want to be the one wheeling and dealing but also not a target right (laughs) that's not gonna happen i mean there's there's a certain hierarchy of how things go like when drugs come in you're immediately giving a third to the white boys you're giving a third to the essays and you get to keep a third now what you do with that is up to you but a lot of times you're going to get punked for it especially if you don't roll with anybody and i mean especially in prison like the mexicans handle all the dope they handle the heroin and uh what are they like the heroin then the white boys handle all the speed and the tobacco and it's kind of like depending on what yard you on what people control what things there are there so it's it's a messy situation I knew to be there in. Was I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> let's let's dive into this. So you said certain certain races control certain substances. So let's just say a white boy wanted to come in or a white girl wanted to come in and start selling something that normally a Hispanic or a black would sell. Is there going to be some issues? Is there a turf war here? Like I said, it all depends on where you are. In county jail, not really. I mean, if you're just selling your third of whatever you had for store or whatever like that's fine but when you get to the higher places sure like if there's the guy who's known as being the one who has the dope and you want to go to him to get the dope and you come in and you're trying to push it like yeah he could get pissed i mean i've never experienced it where it's gone to that level and become an issue no but sure like it's like there's toes you would step on for sure but um yeah so i don't know I never got into, I didn't, that was too messy for me. And you can get a lot of time. If you get caught with drugs on you in prison, you're doing another four years. And I was only doing a couple of years. I wasn't trying to, you know, no, good for you. Good too for much you. time. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking you know. this from more of an informative <laughs> standpoint. Thank you. Um, if I'm stuck there, yeah, I hear lifetime, so, how am I going to win? I mean, if you're in prison, yeah, you want to, you want to get drugs smuggled in heroin is the number one. That's the most expensive one for sure. And it's going to be the, biggest return you're gonna have the clients who come back they need to have it every day um there was a buddy of mine who had his hands on like all the fentanyl and morphine that the inmates would get for like pain reliever who didn't really need it they would get scripts and then they'd bring it back and he had all of it and he was kind of hustling that on the yard i was at um speed is kind of it's always around and you can kind of if you're just in the right spot at the right time you can get in on some speed you can get high for free um there's a lot of spice 
I don't know if you ever smoked spice, but that was a big yeah, thing because it doesn't show Ooh. up on drug tests. Um, it's like synthetic. It's they they say it's like synthetic marijuana, but it's nothing like marijuana. It's basically like yeah LSD. It's like this, like this herb that they spray with like chemicals. It's like it's poison. way so it's like yeah way more intense than weed. Let's say that. <laughs> None of you would know. No. All right. Well. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So we watch a lot of reality TV. Yeah. And there's obviously we know a little bit about Pruno, and you guys can talk about that in a minute. But I want to talk about what I saw with these female inmates. Mm-hmm. Um, they took crushed up Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. Coffee grounds. Coffee grounds. So and bad. then they took. So obviously, some inmates have to have prescriptions, or they have prescription pills, whatever that yeah. may. Be. And they took that. They didn't actually swallow it. They pretended to. Yeah. And then they would crush it up, put it in there, mix it all together, and then disperse it against, obviously, like, their pod mates or their friends that they trusted. They put, like, a spoonful on the back of their hand, and then they lick it. Right. To Johnny's Mm. kumbaya moment, right? People want to get high together. So, like, they did that. What are some of the craziest things you saw people do to get high? Um, well, first off, let me say that that's some weirdo stuff. That's probably like a, that's gotta be some <laughs> SNY, like mental health tank or something. Cause that's not normal, but, um, oh, I've seen some people do some crazy stuff. I've seen guys who got a pretty good dose of methadone every morning and they would come back and they would puke it up and the boys would break it, like pour it into cups and drink the throw up to get high. <gasps> oh my God. Um, Drug dealer of the puke sort of That was a pretty crazy one. Um, and I don't know. Um, what's some other ones? Spice was a gnarly one. You see a lot I've... of dudes have like spice episodes and have like seizures and stuff from smoking too much. I mean, fentanyl in itself. Like, like I would think the prescription. I would think the prescription drugs is what is like most rampant because that's what you get like every day. Yeah, but it depends on where you're at, too. Like, like Ventura County Jail, they don't allow, even if you have methadone, if you're prescribed it on the outs, they won't give you anything unless you are withdrawing from alcohol because you can actually die from withdrawing from seizures and stuff. But if you're, like, withdrawing from opiates, the doctors and nurses will not give you anything other than, like, this powdered Gatorade stuff to make sure you stay hydrated. <clears throat> And then at fire camp, you can't really be on, like, gnarly medication because they want you, like, ready to be able to fight fire. So anyone who was, like, on heavy medication, they wouldn't let them be where I was at. So the main way that people were getting high was off the stuff that was being snuck in, for sure. Okay, so Pruno. Yeah, a lot of Pruno. Explain explain to us what Pruno is. Pruno is the easiest way to get drunk. Um, in there because all you need is fruit and you get fruit pretty much every day you get a pretty balanced menu of food when you're in there so you're getting fruit almost every meal and people would just keep their fruit and you would donate it to the pruno bag or whatever and as soon as you had enough of it you would just start uh, opening up all the fruit squishing up all the juices out putting the bag and then you just add sugar to it and you just let it cook you add a ton of sugar to it and fruit eats sugar and it shits out alcohol is the best way to explain it so you just the more sugar you feed it the stronger alcohol it's going to be and you just keep you guys never had to use bread huh you guys never had to use the bread 
Okay, I've heard that just because it has a yeast in it. That's if you get like not a lot. That's if you need to help make like your um, what's it called? The uh, oh, what's the what is that called? The um, I'm so what is that name? It's the like the collect like the collection of all the fruit and stuff, and you the seventh generation, eighth generation, uh, whatever, and you add it like every time to the. Starter. Something like that. Yeah, there's a name that they had for it. But yeah, you keep it every I time and it helps guys, like kick it off faster. So the kicker. Kicker. Yeah, yeah it's a starter. Kicker. Starter yeah. is basically the yeast and you, right, you right, feed right. it. Sweet. So then Pruno is it's alcohol, but that's not really used as like currency, right? That's just kind of like everybody pitch in and everybody. Yeah, gets I mean the person who makes it can sell it if they want to, but from what I saw, it was more just like a thing that we did together and it was fun. And when we made it, you'd all get like a cup or whatever. Um, in prison, you can get, they start making white lightning. They would get the pruno and then they would like cook it with, um, they would get like the wires from like CD players and stuff. And they would literally like charge it and like make it, and it would almost become like a, like a 40 proof, like liquor. It would become like a lot stronger, like instead of a wine. Oh my. And, um, that was pretty crazy. They call it white lightning. So then wait, does like everybody just get super drunk and then the guards just are like, well, it's Pruno day. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Pruno day. That's my new favorite line. As long as you can like hold your stuff together and you don't get in a fight or anything. I mean, what are they going to do really? I guess. I don't know. Some of them don't like alcohol. Like they'll try to bust the person who had the alcohol because when people drink, they get rowdy. Like they would much rather have like weed in the yard or something, you know, because when guys drink, they tend to yeah. get violent. Um, so some of the guards tripped on it, but for the most part, like if everyone's having a little pruno, like no one's going to be getting like white girl wasted and acting like a kid and making a scene or anything, you know, only right. on the white lightning yeah. days or the days in camp, <laughs> we would get like full on, like half gallons of like vodka and stuff. And then on, it would, we'd wait till weekends when there was visits. So there'd only be one cop, uh, patrolling like the part where all the guys who didn't have visits were. And we would just go ham. and uh, You'd be drunk for your visits? I never did that. If I had a visit coming, I would try to stay in line. So it was usually my dad or my mom coming. But other people, oh, Charlotte. Yeah, no, but no, when other people were visiting, we would be at the <laughs> camp, like, having fun. For sure. So I have noticed on, like, TikTok that... <laughs> Our news source. Why are you laughing at me? This is very, very TikTok is our news source. Extremely informative. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they have. I've been seeing like certain. I don't know if it's jail or prison inmates. Some people have a phone, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, how did you get a phone? So for me, if I was in prison or jail, I'd be like, I, I need a phone. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you get your minutes, and then you get your visits. But if I want my own access to a phone, that has to be currency. Yeah. That has to be some sort of trade. So kind of walk me through that and how that kind of comes about. A, how it snuck in, and B, how it's traded and, and what goes um, on. Yeah. Phones are brought in just like anything else. However, the person is getting their drugs or contraband or whatever, and they're getting phones with it, um, that's how they're getting it in. Um, you don't see a lot of them in county jail, but a lot of them in prison and fire camp for sure. Uh, when you're on a yard, phones can run up to as much as 1000 bucks, 1500 bucks. Um, well, look at and it's phone. yours to keep. <laughs> if you want to get on a phone, you can pay somebody to use it. You can pay them five, 10 bucks to use the phone for an hour or something. But when you get to camp, I was 
there's phones going for 50 bucks, a hundred bucks. Um, but then do you get like, I mean, is there service on it? Do you connect to the wifi? Yeah, it's you, like, you, it's, yeah, it's, you buy the month to month cards at Seven Eleven, like the prepaid, whatever. And you get that month of, yeah. Oh, it's like dark. And if you have, uh, you know, if you have data on it you can still use the internet because some, a lot of them, they're like the cheap little crappy $50 smartphone out right. here, but it has internet access. No one know? had like iPhones. But some people, really. yeah, but some people also do just use the basic flip phones um, with texting and calling. So like if I were, I mean, just hearing this and I'm, I don't condone going to prison and or jail. Yeah. Disclaimer, um, I would keister a shit ton of those tiny, tiny phones, you know, the ones that were like the smallest like, phone in the world. The Razor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the Razor's huge. <laughs> I, know, I know which one you're talking about. The one that's like the size of like a Bic lighter. Yeah, I had one in high school and I had like my ringtone. It was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So like I would put that yeah. up and I would keister that. <laughs> and I'd be like, currency, but I'd have all the pre-made. Yeah. I don't know. There's you a lot could of probably get like 50 bucks for those. Fifty. What? What goes for twelve hundred, fifteen hundred? Uh, That's the well, yeah, one I'm looking on the at. Yard. Yeah, you could sell that for like five hundred on the yard. You had like yeah. really stretch your keister to get yeah. Oh, that's an iPhone. Yeah, yeah, which is like retail value now here. Interesting. So okay, <laughs> all right. So we went over Pruno. We went over cell phones. We talked about tobacco, but we didn't really go about how tobacco because I know in the shows that we watch, tobacco's traded a lot yeah. for things. Um, do you think like people would you trade I would say like commissary certain things in commissary for tobacco for sure. commissary could get you a lot of things yeah but... like depending on depending on how much is there but tobacco was always a currency you could get five dollar pucks and it's like the puck of like dipping tobacco like that size and they would just give you a puck's worth of, of smoking tobacco um, you could get a full can for 50 bucks Um because you got to think about it, commissary is pretty much your bank account. So whether you have money on your books and you'll buy someone, you'll buy something for them, you'll say, okay, this week I'll have that. But if you already have stuff with you, soups or this, you know, you can trade it. But yeah, tobacco, especially in, in Ventura, it wasn't really there because, again, it's so locked down. But in Santa Cruz, that's the main thing. So, you know, if it's Saturday afternoon – and nobody has any uh, tobacco left because visits are the next day and they run out, you could pay $5 for a tiny stick cigarette the size of like a lollipop stick. But then, you know, you wait until Sunday when everyone has it, and for $1, you'll get five of them. So it's supply and demand, kind of what we talked about last episode. It depends on how much is there. Yeah, it's called business. It's like the in, stock market. In camp, there would be pounds at a time because people would get it dropped. So a pound of tobacco on the streets is $20. That turns into four cans. Four cans is 50 bucks each. You can turn a, a $20 investment into 200 bucks. But wait, I have a question. So the tobacco is like just like loose tobacco. It's not like rolled in a cigarette Correct. already, right? You get you papers in, too. People like... use Bible paper. Oh, that's terrible. It better be from like Psalms. What? Psalms is good. <laughs> or Leviticus. Yeah. No one likes Leviticus. Nobody likes Leviticus. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. This just popped in my head. 
So let's just say uh, like a closeted Bill Gates comes through, right? You don't know he's super filthy rich, but he's super filthy rich. And he doesn't tell anybody, but on like his books, like he has a shit ton of money, right? I would think that he would be of high value and would be like a big mover and shaker in a pod and or whatever cell you're in. I don't know if I'm right using the right terms to so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, was that ever like a thing? Like the people who had a lot of money outside of prison and or jail had a lot more say in what was going on because they had the money and they had the, the power? Uh, in a sense. I mean, if you, the people who had money and were able to buy everything up were definitely the ones who, I guess, got to control what was going on and who was on the in circle and not because they're the ones who had it. But, um, I don't know if it translated like all the way as into power. Um, but there's definitely guys that you see come in and they're there for fraud charges. And they're the 40 year old white dude, real GQ. He's a CEO of a company and he was embezzling hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they kind of stay to their, their own, but you can tell they buy a lot of store at commissary and they could be in the mix and they could probably make a lot of moves if they wanted to. But I think a lot of those guys are trying to just keep their nose down and not get stabbed. For sure. So I don't know. I guess it's a case by case basis. I don't know. I mean, I didn't ever run across anyone where it pointed out, but yeah, I mean, definitely if you have money, you can dictate how things are, are going in there. Because if you have the money to buy everything up, then yeah, you control everything that's happening. And it all revolves around the drugs and the whatever is in there that's controlling all the problems, the riots, the fights, everything. It's always over whatever dope is there, whatever money is on the yard. What's the most expensive thing in commissary? Um, probably the big, like the biggest tubs uh, of coffee for like ten bucks. You get like a big Folgers thing of instant coffee. So it's not like you can buy like phones or a walkie-talkie. Or no, like uh, <laughs> well, every quarter you can get a quarterly package <laughs> where you get to order from a package catalog, and you can get like CD players and stuff that are like fifty bucks. You can get people have yeah, people have CD players and Walkmans and radios and boom boxes and TVs and all kinds of stuff. That's yeah. kind of cool. Okay, okay, I like how this is going. Like all Amazon. right, boom, like Amazon. No, not quite. I was thinking more. Well, yeah, uh, when I was in Santa Cruz County Jail, um, I was at the minimum security, and I was able to. They let me bring in my iPod. Um, as long as it had no screen on it, it was like one of the 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 small little rectangle one. Um, and you were allowed to have it for music. And they, you know, the guards, they checked it. But if your family was willing to bring it to you, they let me have that there in Santa Cruz. So you can listen to music while you're working out or whatever. We hooked it up to some speakers uh, one day when we were outside and just, you know. But. Okay. Okay. All right. So. I guess this kind of goes into strategy. We talked about currency. Kind of want to go into strategy with that currency. Johnny kind of touched that everyone's kind of like not really having that strategy. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's just kind of like getting along. But me being me, I'm going to have to say like, I want to make sure I'm a secure, right? Like I have safety and I have protection if I can't stick up for myself. So I want to be able to use this currency in order to ensure my safety, if that works, if that's how it works back there. And number two, to make sure that if I need to get something that I want, at least I have something to trade. 
So do you think that that's how it works? And like, what would be kind of like my best strategy in that case? As far as your safety goes, your best bet is getting along with the people that are the same race as you. Because when it comes down to it, if they see you in a problem with someone who's of a different race, they're going to have your back if they like you, if you're, if they're your friend. Um, as far as like making sure that you're taken care of and stuff, absolutely. I've seen people come up with all types of hustles, whether it's doing arts and crafts related stuff or um, do I've had, there's guys who would iron people's clothes for their visits with their families and get paid for that. People get uh, people learn how to cut hair and they charge for haircuts. There's all different kinds of things you can do to make money. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely important to do to be able to make sure that you are taken care of and you don't have to beg because nobody likes someone who's having to mooch off them for everything. You definitely want to be able to be self-sustaining for sure. Right. So wait, I just realized something and I keep realizing this in every episode and I want to kick myself in the face is I keep asking questions that I think I know the answers to like currency, right? It's got to be this. It has to be a tangible item. Mm -hmm. But what you've been saying is literally the best currency is your relationship with people. Because that that's what's going to be a long term strategy. But as long as you're not a mooch. As long as you're not a mooch. Well, yeah, don't be annoying. It's really what he's saying. How do you get hair cutting scissors and an iron in jail? Well, yeah, in, in county well, they jail, give you clippers. They, like, clippers, but in prison, you can like buy your own clippers. They have a actual barber shop where you go in. There's like the barber chair and they have all the stuff and the cleaning material. They have everything for you and they have a set for each race like already there. Um, Wait, each race has their own yeah. like, have you not seen yeah, the new black? The white boys, they're not, we don't use the black clippers and it's the whole thing, so. Oh shit! That's but yeah, yeah. Like in Ventura County Jail, they'll give you uh, once a week. They'll call haircuts, and they'll they'll connect the the clipper and the room. And then you know, so there's one guy that I was in there with who he charged anywhere from three to five bucks a haircut, and he's really good at it. But he'll do your beer. You know, a lot of people do it before court or before their family visit, and he made pretty good money doing it. Yeah. County and, jail gives you a lot less but, thing. Like like you're said, Charlotte in prison, they'll let you have they'll let you use an iron. They have an iron there and you can borrow it. And there's just different things that give a lot more freedom and a lot more like we get to run chainsaws and stuff. Like, you know, like they just give you a lot more freedom in prison for sure. Oh, so many death traps. I know, seriously. Like can couldn't you just get mad at somebody and turn the iron on and just iron their face? I would. Are you kidding? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You <laughs> yes, I would. But those type of people aren't really a fire camp. <laughs> yeah, like 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 Johnny mentioned last episode, the people who are there, it's such a luxury to be there. And same thing where I was at, um, at the camp that I was at in Santa Cruz. It's such a luxury to be there that you don't want to do anything to screw it up because right. you're going to go back to, you know, a way worse situation. It's like, that's why people usually get along pretty well because they're like stoked to be in that position. Awesome. So, okay. So I think I have an idea as to what our next episode is going to be and we're going to do it. So after everything that we talked about, we learned different types of currency. Really, really interesting. We learned that relationships are probably the most uh, long-term strategy or strategic currency. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to kind of learn as we go on that I'm wrong and Charlotte 
Kurt's idea of what prison and jail is wrong, but totally. also things that we never would have thought actually happened. That's that's kind of crazy to me. Yeah. But our next episode is going to be on race because we keep touching on this. You keep talking about the whites, the blacks, the Hispanics, right. and the essays. Sorry, I can't mm-hmm. say that. It depends on where you're at too. <laughs> okay. the essays or the she, she's next the NAs, the northern. Oh, the NAs? Like the N. The N- so if you're with the, the SAs, you're with the Southsiders. If you're with the NAs, you're with the northerners. So I think somebody like who took Spanish is going to know what I meant. <laughs> the NAs? Because it's the, it's the, N- it's the squiggly of Listen, all over the end. Understand. understand. All right. Well, take it away, Charlotte. <laughs> Anyway, guys, don't forget to tune in every Thursday for a new episode of Behind the Fence. You can stream us here on Anchor to support what we do, or you can check us out on Spotify. Uh, Check out our Instagram, Behind the Fence Podcast, and shoot us some questions. Pew, pew, pew. All right, well, I'm 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 Charlotte. I'm David. Oh, and those are the boys clashing together. We'll talk to you guys next time. We're excited to be here as always. Adios. Okay, bye. bye.